welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And our zine of the week is The Vast in the Dark by Charlie Ferguson Avery. A zine about exploring dark and alien megastructures in an infinite realm. So, I just want to start off by saying this zine is beautiful. <laughs> it's really well done. The front cover is a wonderful piece of art. I really appreciate it. It's got a nice layout. It's got good interior art. And the design is just, it's, it's, it's really impressive. Now, what is the Vast in the Dark? It's a setting, a, a mini setting for you to run. And it's got some interesting modular rules in here to add to your game. So I'm going to just do a quick read of the back cover. The sky is black as night. A tectonic rumbling can be heard overhead. The ruins sprawl out with a fractal madness. And a vast sea of colorless sand stretches out into the darkness. This is the vast, a liminal realm hidden far away from our own always waning and on the verge of collapse. It is host to countless lost souls and alien treasures hidden within its crumbling ruins. So, the vast in the dark, one of the things that it starts off with telling us is that it, uh, in the dark, dark, the vast in the dark, you have no light, only light by a vague moonlight. It leaves your characters being able to only see about 30 feet ahead of them, or... In some cases, you can see large structures kind of in the about 60 feet or so ahead of you. The system this is recommended for is many. This is recommended systems, DCC, Dungeon Crawl Classics, Nave, OSE, Old School Essentials, White Hack, Pathfinder, or Black Hack. It's essentially to be used with most forms of fantasy role-playing games based on the original as I read this, I thought I might enjoy running it with Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition. But I could see how a lot of different systems, even Cairn was one that I thought might run well with this. Uh, it's one thing I would consider doing. So let me kind of lay this out and explain what it is. There are these large pillars that people are mining throughout the, the book and throughout the world that apparently are a source of income. Because if you mine these pillars, uh, I believe, what were they called? The they can be sold for 1d10 times 10 gold or something along those lines. They have a few different little rules here that can be added modularly. One of the interesting rules that's added to the game that you can, that I would, I find cool and helpful is the inventory rule system they have. Essentially, you have so many inventory slots that's determined, I believe, by your strength. That's that number of slots. And then the inventory slots, if you pick up backpacks, bindles, packs, sleighs, things like that, each also have inventory slots. And when you're filling them out, sometimes it looks like you can you have the option of, like, okay, this inventory slot is going to be for general purposes. First aid, navigation, self-defense, etc. And it costs 10, point, 10 coins per slot to fill. It's a neat little way to approach inventory. It looks a little easier than than uh, most inventory systems I've seen. I would definitely give it a try in the game. Now, when it comes to exploring the vast, there's rules in here as well for exhaustion that adds to add to any game you have. 
But when you get there, it comes to the navigation. It's got rules on navigation and getting lost in there. And it's got rules on generating a hex crawl. This is very hex crawl based. And there are three basic terrains throughout the hex crawl in the vast. One is the waste, just barren swaths of dust and sand, prone to sandstorms, filled with little. Then you have ruins, enormous towers of stone that stretch miles across the reach, up to an unseen ceiling. And then you have the pillars, the what I spoke of earlier, that are harvested for coin, essentially. Hives of erratic and crumbling architecture, sometimes populated with life. Now, this is very much based on the running through these ruins. It seems like you could turn this into one massive dungeon crawl. As you continue on in the zine, it gives you rules for kind of generating quick ruins with six-sided dice and a grid system, a six-by-six six grid. I feel that these would work well. There's enough charts and things to show to kind of like roll on to see what's in different rooms to give it variety but i feel if you were running a campaign you'd want to reach out beyond this book to other books to kind of add to it some different flavor but there's a lot here to start with and you can definitely run quite a few dungeon crawls through these ruins with just this alone as you go on it gives you different features of the dungeons and stuff like that to add to it that gives it the kind of dark, vast-in-the-dark, desolate wasteland feel, and then you come upon treasures that are unique to the setting as well. As you move on in the zine, you run across the Harrowing. Now, when you go into the vast-in-the-dark and you enter this, this, this plane or this realm that is presented here in the book, People start to lose their minds, start to forget their humanity, what they were before they entered the vast and the dark. You start to lose memories, and it gives rules on how you lose memories. Things like dropping to zero hit points, you'll lose a memory. Gaining a seventh level in exhaustion. Effect of an object or place. So on and so forth. Great tragedies will lead to it. And some of the examples of memories that people had lost were the smell of roses. Hunger for wealth. My first kiss. A need to escape. This is interesting to me in that it kind of sets up a little mechanic here on losing your mind and drifting away. And what happens is uh, when a traveler enters the vast, select five memories or drives that guide them. And so you have those. When the fifth and final memory is lost, they are either killed, become an NPC, or wander aimlessly towards the caverns that line the pillars. So you kind of lose your characters, less, maybe not even a character death, but a character loss, and you'll have to start over. It moves on, it gives twisted versions of monsters they call the Crawl. You have Cyclops, the Worm, Griffins, and Medusas that come out of the depths. Factions of the Vast are explained. There's a couple little factions back there in the back of the zine, as well as an encounter table for random encounters in the zine. The factions consist of lodestone brokers, which are the ones who you would probably be selling the lodestone you've harvested to looking for the coin that they would give you. The candle keepers, they seem to be a sort of good night type of presence there. And then devotees of the waning lodge, heavily tattered cloaks and bodies that betray a terrible change. The devotees congregate in the dark of the ruins and pillars. They believe the vast is a great lodge that has been abandoned to ruin and seek to bring its collapse with haste and zeal. That pretty much sums up 
the the zine. It's 24 pages inside plus the cover. My thoughts on it. <laughs> I like it. I can definitely see a fun campaign that could be run from it. Thinking of systems I would like to run it with, Karen is one, and AD&D 2nd Edition. I could definitely see running basic D&D or BX with it as well. Those would be my first options. I can also see a good Dungeon Crawl Classics game coming out of it. One thing I think I would do with this, more so than run just a vast in the dark campaign, is I would use it as a realm that the players would stumble on. And that's kind of what I'm thinking as I'm reading through this. I was like, well, in my campaign, this sounds like a fun place to stumble on for a couple adventures and explore some of these dark, grim dungeon crawls that are generated through this and kind of wander around the darkness, not being able to see where you are. I have a hard time picturing DMing a campaign where people just can't see anywhere they go. That might be difficult. It might be fun. It might be a good challenge. At the same time, I could I doing it for a couple weeks while we explore the vast in the dark and see where it takes us. Perhaps the players stumble on to some sort of interplanar travel or have reached something that will take them to this realm in a deeper dungeon or through a spell or something along the lines. But I think if I were to run the vast in the dark, I would lean towards having it be an adventure within a larger campaign as opposed to having it a larger campaign. Or I would run a limited campaign using a more simplistic system like Cairn. That's pretty much where I think I would see the use of that and where I would probably try to implement it within my own game. That's not to say it wouldn't be very easy to be able to take this as a structure for a full campaign and run with it because it's definitely there. It definitely has the options. If I were doing that, I would eventually be busting out other books with other supplements and other zines and implementing other neat oddities and horror elements and things like that to the game itself. If you're interested in picking up The Vast in the Dark, you can go to itch.io. Feral Indie Studios, itch.io, has it available for $5. Buy it now, I believe that's PDF. They also have available by Don Stroud a soundtrack to go along with it. It's pretty cool sounding from the sample they have that the digital album is $2.50 to purchase. That's about all we have today. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please share it on social media. Go ahead and give us a like and a follow wherever you can find us. We're available on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards or www.wobbliesandwizards.com. I'm on Twitter at Logar, Hail Crom. And keep those dice rolling. <laughs>